0: Now it's five past nine in the morning when I record this, so you are going to forgive me because this is very hastily thrown together. I do not have any notes at all. No notes, no notes, nothing. I just decided I would throw a quick podcast on Podomatic and then, of course, iTunes and all the rest of the places. So thanks for listening to this. And I I do ask that you do share it. It's just a few thoughts on one or two developments overnight. Listen, this morning I was watching Sky News, Um, Kay Burley presenting for Sky News in the early morning. And she interviewed two, she interviewed a minister, Robert Jenrick. You will probably have heard of him. He's a Tory. He's a Home Office minister these days. And then she interviewed a guy called Stephen Jones, who's a shadow minister for Labour. So you had a Tory MP and a Labour MP. And she asked both of them if they would call for a ceasefire in gaza and the reason Burley put this question to these ministers and i'm really on the fly here so forgive me i'm i'm talking to you as i'm scrolling and looking at the bbc news website but it's because of something that antonio gutierrez said the un secretary general said in new york yesterday he was talking about the situation in Gaza and he called for a ceasefire. But in during the comments or during the comments he was making, Gutierrez said that what happened in Israel where this began, this recent escalation began where a thousand four hundred Israelis were killed. He said this didn't happen in isolation. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. That Palestine And the palestinians have suffered under an occupation he said for 56 years and this resulted in a real backlash as the media would call it from from the israeli representatives in new york and israelis in jerusalem saying that gutierrez must resign his position as un secretary general that this is a blood label i think israel's foreign minister to the... Israel's envoy to the United Nations, I do believe, said that this is a blood libel and therefore the Gutierrez should resign. And in the context of that this morning, Burley and other presenters on UK television and radio have been asking the question of politicians, are you calling for a ceasefire? And to a man and woman they're saying no absolute reticence absolute reluctance to call for a ceasefire or to criticize what israel has been doing the gaza health ministry has said by the way that 700 people have been killed in the last 24 hours a number of organizations because critics of palestine will say the gaza health ministry is run by hamas so therefore we should take anything We hear from it with a large pinch of salt. And I say, OK, that's fair enough. But independent agencies are saying that since this began two weeks ago, or just over two weeks ago, the death toll in Gaza now is approaching 6,000 people with around 2,300 children, effectively blown to pieces by the Israeli Defence Force which remains massed on what the media calls the border, which is laughable because Gaza is a prison. It's like saying that strange ways prison, it's like saying the walls of strange ways, the walls constitute a border. It's not a border. Border implies that people can leave and come and go as, as they choose. So that's quite extraordinary this morning, that you have politicians refusing to call for a ceasefire. Refusing. Uh, Burley and others, of course, not going far enough, asking politicians to comment on what Gutierrez said in New York, right, when he said that it's a suffocating occupation for 56 years and this is effectively what led to Hamas you know, paragliding into southern Israel. So they're asking these politicians, well, comment on that, but they're not really. And politicians are saying, well, I'm not going to comment on that. We're not calling for a ceasefire. It's quite amazing, really. I mean, I obviously am apolitical. I know what politics is. I have no interest in it. It is an illusion, the idea that you have a choice, in this country or any other country, that you have some sort of ability to determine the course of your own future by choosing candidates to represent you in the National Parliament. We know it's a farce now, but surely it must be occurring now to people my age and older Labour Party supporters who may be back in the 70s and 80s would have marched against apartheid in South Africa and would have marched against the apartheid that we've witnessed for 75 years in Gaza. They must be apoplectic now that their Labour Party is completely captured by the Israeli lobby, just as the Conservatives, the Lib Dems and the Greens are. It's an amazing thing, you know. And it's giving free reign to people to say whatever they choose to say at any time without fearing in any way consequences. I came across an extraordinary bit of audio this morning from Newsnight, which airs every weeknight on the BBC, BBC Two, late in the evening. It's their kind of a review programme. They reviewed the day's big news and they have hard line interviews or hard talk type interviews, a- allegedly. Right, they allegedly push the guests pretty hard. That's what they're supposed to do on the programme. And on Newsnight last night, presented by a woman called Kirsty Wark, who's very experienced. uh, Very, very experienced. She interviewed a Jewish woman called Rachel Riley, who seems to be Jewish when it suits her. Riley presents, or co-presents, a quiz programme known as Countdown on Channel 4. It's a numbers and letters game, which has been around since the early 80s. And in recent years, Riley has adopted this character. She's become this character. A hysterical, whiny um, character who takes to the UK media whenever she gets a chance to declare that Jewish people are an oppressed people in the United Kingdom, which is monumental bollocks. No people are doing better or thriving no minority cultural group is doing better than Jewish people in the UK. And I say good luck to them, because I only know a handful of Jewish people, but they're very good people. They're hardworking, they're diligent, they're decent, they're ethical. And of course, they are none of those things because they're Jewish. They are those things because they're good people. Jews are no better or no worse than anybody else. And British Jews and Irish Jews should make no apology and should not be asked to make an apology for the behaviour of the Israeli government, because Jews and Israel are two separate things entirely. Anyway, right? So I said my piece on that. Um, Jews do well. There is no evidence that there is a pogrom against Jews in the United Kingdom. No evidence whatsoever that Jews are coming under pressure or that they should fear living in the United Kingdom. This is propagandistic bollocks. It really is. And it is used to serve as a cover for the crimes of the Israeli apartheid regime, the illegitimate, brutal, occupying government of Israel, which, on a daily basis, and for 75 years, has committed the most inhumane crimes against the indigenous people of Palestine. (coughs) That's what it's done. Listen to this crazy cow, Rachel Riley, speaking on Newsnight last night, having a go at the BBC for refusing to call... The Hamas militants, or Hamas army, whatever you want to call him, you can call them terrorists if you want. But she says the BBC, by not calling Hamas terrorists, is enabling attacks against Jewish people here in the United Kingdom. There's no evidence for this. The presenter here is this woman called Joe. Co- uh, sorry, Kirsty Wark. They all look and sound the same. Is wretched. Listen, Riley.
1: October Declaration, in a way, was a way to find solidarity and that's what's behind the declaration for people to come together and express it's their find, feelings it's finding solidarity and it's in it's expressing disgust at organizations like the bbc we now know that there was a pregnant woman who had her belly cut open the baby was removed from her stomach and Beheaded in front of her. There's videos of this, and yet the Which BBC. Which is unverified. We, we haven't
0: seen these videos.
1: Uh, you haven't seen it. I know many people who have seen it.
0: I know many people who have seen this, Riley, and she giggles when she says this. By the way, it's very important that you can watch this video if you go to BBG Richie on Twitter. Give us a follow as well, uh, BBG Richie on Twitter. So the allegation is that a, a pregnant woman back on the October seventh would it be now? Um, it's it's very early in the morning. Forgive me if I've gotten the dates wrong. Two weeks last Saturday, when this be- began, Riley contends that an an Israeli pregnant woman had her baby cut from her belly, from her womb, while she was alive. the The assailant who did this, the terrorist who did this, it is alleged, then decapitated the baby in front of the woman's eyes. I call absolute bollocks on this. This is fucking nonsense. She says there are videos of it. Kirsty Wark says we can't verify it and that's because the BBC hasn't been shown the video. Israel says it did happen and we've shown it to one or two journalists and those journalists have written about it. I would argue, that's me, Richie Allen, that the Israeli government is very fucking selective about those it chooses to share videos with and other information. I do not believe this. Because whatever went on when Hamas paraglided into Israel, whether Hamas is telling the truth when it says that we intended to attack military targets only, but we ended up fighting with civilians, I I don't have any idea who's telling the truth there. I know that a lot of Israelis died. And those Israeli lives are worth equally as much as the lives of the people being killed in Gaza today. That's my final word on that. I don't waver from that, right. But we're supposed to believe that they had time to stop and cut out babies out of the bellies of pregnant women and, and then decapitate them. It's nonsense, this. I, it is absolute bollocks. I don't believe it for a minute. Listen to a bit more of it.
1: These videos are in existence. There's countless others and countless other examples that the, the journalists sat through the other day to, to prove this is mm-hmm. existing because of such denial. And organisations like the BBC refuse to call these terrorists terrorists. It's grotesque It's indefensible and it allows obfuscation, it allows people to...
0: I cannot believe that Kirsty Wark, who's been around the BBC for 40 years, doesn't interject here and stop war. I'll share something with you. You won't know this because I'm presuming you haven't presented radio commercially or nationally. Or television. I have, right? And I've produced it. You do not allow this as a presenter. It's not out of pride, misplaced pride. It's not out of ego. It's you just do not allow it. You interject and you say, listen, when this began two and a half weeks ago, we reported day and night on what happened in southern Israel. We reported on it. We reported on the atrocities committed by, or allegedly committed by, Hamas militants, or terrorists as you call them, Rachel Riley. That's our job. It's our job to report on it. We did report on it. It isn't our job to determine what Hamas is or what Hamas is not. It's up to the people viewing the program. People who make their own mind up. One man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter, is the old adage. It's our job to report on what happened, and then to report on what the Israeli government says about it and does about it. It's our job to report on the Palestinian Authority and its response. It is not our job to be labelling anything. But she doesn't, Kirsty the walk. There's a real fear in the media, as much as there is in politicians, about calling out this nonsense. And I thought, you know, maybe naively, that if they carry on like Riley... Now, Riley is small deer, small potato. She's a fucking nobody, Right? But if you leave Riley aside, the news programmes have been filled for the last two weeks with Israeli representatives, politicians, or is Israeli uh, lobbyists going on programmes, saying things like that which you've just heard Riley say, criticising the BBC. And I thought to myself, perhaps naively, maybe some of the older presenters will just get tired of this now and will break free, will will we'll go off message and say... Now, we've had enough of this bullshit now, you know, and go after people like Riley, but she doesn't.
1: Claim freedom fighters. It's it's just indefensible and it's fueling anti-Jewish hatred in in this country.
0: There is no anti-Jewish hatred in this country. There isn't any. I've looked at this. I've gone over this with a microscope in the last five to six years. In fact, the only serious surveys carried out into... British people's attitudes towards ethnic minorities and minority cultures. And I, again, I, I go back to programmes I've done over the years. They're all available on iTunes. You've only got to put these keywords in. You know, Attitudes to Jews, you'll find the podcasts. This, the, the most serious survey ever conducted in this country was carried out in 2019. And it came back to say that largely there is no more tolerant society in the world than the UK and it widely debunked this notion that jews are an oppressed minority on or in or on these shores on these shores it's a nonsense and again the bbc would be aware of this but flatly refuses to go after people like riley and call it out
1: i wonder do you accept that people who support the palestinians and feel strongly about their plight have a right to march and have a right to freedom of speech in this
0: situation. Of
1: course everyone has a right to freedom of speech. They don't have a right to support terrorism. Hamas is a designated terrorist organisation.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And then that's the end of that clip there. People have every right to stand, to talk, to walk, to make podcasts, to assemble in London and to call out the Nazi regime that currently occupies the state of Israel. Because we're not talking about Israeli people. We're talking about its government. We're talking about successive coalition governments who out-Nazi the fucking Nazis. What they are doing in Gaza today is willfully, deliberately punishing by murdering the indigenous people of Gaza, blowing children to smithereens, targeting hospitals and buildings. Committing the most heinous of crimes against humanity and then using their lackeys, like the political class, right? Not just Riley and others, Tracy Ann Oberman, the Jewish actress and others, not just using them as a cover. To go on TV and wail, tell horror stories like you know they 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 use the skin of Jews to make lampshades. Bollocks! Uh, just like this is a bollocks story. They cut out a baby and decapitated it in front of a of a mother. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. And I'd be the first. Show me some evidence of it. Israel is very selective about who it shows. It's propaganda too. You know the BBC should be very clear about this. Presumably the BBC has asked the Israeli Ministry for Justice or Ministry for Defence to see this video. Because if I was running the BBC, my first call would be to somebody in charge there to say, listen, I'd like to see that video. I don't really want to see the video. Because I imagine if it contains or portrays what you claim it does, I'll, I'll be vomiting for the rest of my fucking life. But I do need to see it show it to me so I can verify it. And if I can verify it, I will go to where and I will say, you know what, Hamas has done this. Or somebody wearing a Hamas badge or, or, or under a Hamas banner has done this unspeakable, horrendous, heinous crime. But the BBC doesn't do that, presumably. Yeah. It's mad, this, isn't it? It's, it's horrible. Let me just go on to Sky there, because I want to... I want to play you that clip, just in case you think I'm winding you up. Let me do it. It's two British, go- it's, it's two ministers, right? So it's Robert Jenrick, the Tory, and it is Stephen Jones, the shadow minister for Labour, refusing uh, to comment on, uh, refusing to say, yet yeah, we call for a ceasefire. Despite what I've just told you being absolutely true, over 2,000, nearly 2,300 children and in total nearly 6,000 people in Gaza. Listen to this. She asked this guy, Darren Jones, not Stephen Jones, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Darren Jones, have a listen.
1: We've heard from Save the Children as well and they've made a direct appeal to the Prime Minister to demand a ceasefire. Now, so are they misstepping, misstepping as well? I've not said anyone's misstep, Kay, and I'm not saying Save the so Children misstepped. I'm not quite sure what mis- you are saying. Should there be a ceasefire or not? Well, to answer your question about Save the Children... Yeah. Again, I entirely empathise with their position. I mean, I watched the news last night of children being affected by this and, you know, it's clearly deeply, deeply sad and you don't want any child to be in that situation. And I understand, therefore, why they are calling for that. All I'm saying to you is that uh, on issues of ceasefire or other issues, there are proper diplomatic routes that need to be followed for those types of discussions to happen. It's not for uh, MPs such as myself in TV interviews. No, it's not just your her. representative. She's
0: useless, Burleigh. She's absolutely fucking useless. You know, she's like an inflatable dartboard. Useless. You know, it is for you. You are an elected representative. Your constituents want to know if you think there should be a ceasefire and that Israel should stop fucking bombing Gaza back to the Stone Age. Birdie doesn't do that; lets him off the hook. Earlier, Robert Jenrick, the Tory minister, was asked the same question and gave pretty much the same answer. Uh, well, in fact, he said that um, the the he, he's asked about Antonio Guterres' comments that what Hamas did two and a half weeks ago didn't happen in a vacuum because of the occupation. Listen.
1: Well, I'm not going to comment directly on what the the Secretary General said, but I I would say two things. Firstly, Israel didn't start this war. Israel was subjected to the most horrific and barbaric.
0: Yeah, it's been going on for 75 years. The creation of the State of Israel, the illegitimate, the illegal creation of the State of Israel has led to where we are today. Gutierrez is right. It, It doesn't happen in a vacuum. Uh, Share this with people, particularly people who've never heard shows like this before, and ask them why. Why is the media, why is the political class so reticent, so reluctant, so terrified of criticising the brutal, racist, apartheid Israeli regime? Ask them. The Richie Allen Show is back at 5 o'clock today, Wednesday. Uh, Dr. Thomas Binder is among the guests. I will talk to you then on the usual channels. Thanks for listening to this. And again, thanks for sharing it. Do download the Richie Allen Show app. The Richie Allen Show app can be found at Google Play and the App Store. The Richie Allen Show is live Monday to Thursday at five o'clock UK time. It's a live and interactive radio show. Speak to you later.